So glad to have Brother and Sister Waldrop with us again this weekend. And I want him once again just to take his liberty. Amen. I want him to preach to me today. Why don't we all say that? Brother Waldrop, preach to me. Would you say that? Brother Waldrop, preach to me. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Riggin. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. What a great day to live for God. Amen. Can't think of any day that's not a great day to live for God. Amen. Every day's a good day. Amen. When you're living for the Lord. Amen. There's some good days that are better than other good days. But when it really gets right down to it, there's no bad days when you're living for the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm reading today from Malachi, the fourth chapter. This is the last chapter of the Old Testament. And uh, as far as our Bible is concerned, last book of the Old Testament, and there would be some 400 years that would separate the Old Testament from the New Testament, from the last voice of the last Old Testament prophet, whether it was chronologically Malachi or another of the prophets, whoever it was, until John the Baptist began to proclaim the coming Messiah and declare the Lamb of God slain from the foundation of the world. Amen. Between the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament covenant, some 400 years. And so Malachi, the fourth chapter, verse 1, For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. The day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts. It shall leave them neither root nor branch. That does not uh, sound like the kind of day that I want to have. God said there's a day coming that the fire is going to be increased. The oven is going to be turned up. Amen. The proud and those that do wickedly, they're going to be casualties of the heat. Amen. The day that comes is going to burn them up, and uh, it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Verse 2, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Ye shall go forth and grow up as calves in the stall, and ye shall tread down the wicked for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Amen. Those that fear the name of the Lord are going to have a different kind of day. Amen. I said those that know who the Lord is. Amen. There's victory. Amen. The day of defeat for some is the day of victory for others. Amen. Turn back now or earlier in the Old Testament to 
the book of Isaiah, please, the 12th chapter. Amen. Isaiah chapter 12. Just short, six short verses that comprise the 12th chapter of Isaiah. Let's read it together. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in that day shall you say, praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His doings among the people. Make mention that His name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for He hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, Thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. In that day. Amen. Isaiah is prophesying that there's a day coming that's different than today. In that day. This is what you're going to say. The Lord is become my salvation. Amen. What a difference a day can make. Praise the Lord. God wants to make a difference in somebody's today. Amen. Would you lift up your hands again and let's thank God for his visitation. Would you lift up your voice in the presence of the Lord. Would you make his presence welcome. Would you open your heart to his word this morning. Praise the mighty name of Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Amen. You may be seated today. Lord bless you. Wise men writes in verse 1 of Proverbs 27, Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth. Amen. You don't know what tomorrow holds. We are not in charge of time. We are not in charge of the calendar. Man, we know not what a day may bring forth. And so we're not in charge. But we do control our actions every single day. Amen. What happens tomorrow is out of my control. But what is in my control is what I do if God allows me to have a tomorrow. Amen. I know this is not the first time in this revival that I have referenced time and God's dealings with time, but it just feels that God is wanting somebody to understand and act upon the reality that God is the only one that can make the difference in every day that you live. Amen. 
I, I, I'm burdened today, and I, I believe that there's a reason why I'm burdened. It just, as I went to the Lord this morning in prayer, it just, just felt so strong in my heart that, that there's people in this place today that you want tomorrow to be different. Amen. I said you want tomorrow to be different. I, I want to help you understand that you're not alone in that desire. Amen. If, if your today is not what it needs to be and, and you're, you don't want your tomorrow to be what your today is, I promise you God wants your tomorrow to be different a whole lot more than you do. Amen. Amen. The, the difference that a day can make. The Bible is full of examples of the difference that God makes when He's allowed to make a difference. Very first chapter in your Bible, we read about the days of creation, the evening and the morning was the first day, and what a difference it was before God said, let there be light, and there was light. Amen. It really doesn't matter as far as uh, uh, this message is concerned and whether they were actual what we would consider 24-hour days or, or uh, days of whatever. There was a difference. God said uh, the evening and the morning is the first day and the second day and however long those days were then uh, compared to how they are now doesn't really matter what matters was, amen, the end of day one was different than the beginning of day one. And the end of day two was different than the beginning of day two. We can go on all the way through the week of creation, the six days of creation, every day that God was allowed to work, every day day that his will was allowed to be manifested and performed every day that his word, can I say it, his creative word was received and responded to. We meant the end of that day was much different than the beginning of that day. Amen. I want to preach to somebody this morning. Every day is better when you receive the word of the Lord. The best way for your tomorrow to be better than your today is to do right with the rest of today that you have left. Let the word of God come. Amen. You know what? I've already felt God's presence today. I felt His presence this morning in prayer. I felt His presence, uh, amen, later this morning in worship uh, as I talk about His presence. I feel His presence right now in this place. Hallelujah. It doesn't just to be just another day. Amen. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't have to be just uh, another uh, day. And God saw that when His Word uh, was received by His creation. Change happened, improvement came, and God saw that it was good. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to have a good day. Amen, as a matter of fact, I'm ready for a good day to become a great day. 
Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and praise his holy name right now. Come on, we've been singing about his greatness. We've been singing about his power. We've been singing about his mightiness, his holiness, his greatness. Glory to God, glory to God. Amen, amen. Praise God. Genesis chapter 28 is where we read that God offered the covenant that he had with Abraham and Isaac. He offered that same covenant to Jacob. And uh, he was running from an awkward family dynamic. Esau said, when days of mourning are over for our father, I'm going to kill my brother. And uh, and so Jacob got word and at the encouragement of his mother fled uh, the household and fled the the negative family dynamic. And he, he, he went as far as he could go that day, and he came to a place called Luz, the city of Luz, L-U-Z. It simply means almond tree. Evidently, I mean, this is quite an assumption, but it's a rather safe assumption that there was probably a lot of almond trees around there. I mean... Uh, most towns named Oak Grove have some oak trees around. Amen. Most of the time, Maple Ridge has some maple trees. Just saying, and this, it, it's not too much of a stretch to assume uh, that there was probably some almond trees uh, somewhere around the city called almond trees. There was, there was, there was an environment. Uh, there was uh, the appearance. Uh, so Jacob comes to a place uh, identified by its environment, almond tree. And he finds a rock to lay his head on that night and he goes to sleep. And in the course of his uh, night's rest, there's a vision that God allows him to experience. And he sees a ladder, a man from heaven to earth and angels ascending and descending and the voice of the Lord speaks and says what I promised uh, Abraham and Isaac. I'm promising uh, you. Amen. Jacob gets up that next day uh, possessing an experience uh, that he had never had uh, before. Amen. He, he went to sleep that night uh, focused on environment. I know where I am uh, I know what I'm surrounded by. I know my location. But when the sun come up the next day, it wasn't uh, about environment anymore. It was about experience. <laughs> hey, man, can I tell you uh, that that experience, uh, hey, man, made a difference uh, in that day. I submit to you that from that day forward, there was something different uh, about Jacob. Amen. Jacob never had another day, amen, uh, uh, that he didn't understand. Uh, I'm, a, I'm serving a God of promise. Uh, it, 
I'm on my way, amen, to possessing the promises of my forefathers. Ah, can I help you today? Amen. Why don't you put your focus on your experience with God? Amen. If, I, if I've got to walk uphill all the way uh, preaching my burden today, so be it. Uh, but I'm going to deliver my soul. Amen. The best way uh, for you to have a better day uh, is stop focusing on your environment uh, and start focusing on an experience with God. The best way to get a promise from God uh, is look for it. It meant you, your life may be peachy keen. There may be nothing wrong. You may live life to its fullest. You may have no complaints. Maybe somebody else is saying, man, if this is all there is to life, I've had about all of life I want. Regardless of what your environment might be, regardless of what your family dynamic might look like, can I tell you, amen, if you'll focus on heaven, if you'll focus on God. Oh, I feel the help of the Holy Ghost in my soul right now. Somebody help this preacher preach. He meant it's time to get your eyes off the almond trees. Lift up your eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. In Genesis 32, the sun set on obvious death and destruction. For there's Esau again. And Jacob sends over that he has. And there wrestles a man with him all night until the breaking of the day. I'm telling you, when the sun rose, Jacob was different than when the sun set. Why? When the sun set, all I'm looking at is Esau. All I'm looking at is death. All I'm looking at is destruction. All I'm looking at is more of that dynamic that I've been running from and avoiding for 20 years. But I showed God I meant business. And I separated me from what's made me me for the last 20 years. And now it's just me and God. And heaven came down. Now I'm not looking at Esau. I'm looking at an angel. Now I'm looking at an opportunity to be blessed. Can I tell you today it makes a difference what your focus is I said, it makes a difference what your focus is. Hey, my God, I'm looking for revival. I'm looking for repentance opportunity. I'm looking for salvation today. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen, I could go on and on. But I believe you understand today that what you do with the, with the present affects the future. I know you know this, but I also know that you need to hear me say it. The critical importance 
of revelation and conviction about spiritual opportunities. Common sense tells me that if my actions never change, my results will stay the same. If I don't want to end up where I'm headed, I've got to stop walking that direction. I know that's simple, but somebody needs to be more than a hearer of the word. My Bible tells me if I want to walk streets of gold, I've got to be obedient to God's word. And direction determines destination. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I really, I really don't want to look like a fool and run into this wall. I really don't want to hurt myself and run into this wall. I, I really don't want to embarrass myself by running into. Now, that's a very simple illustration, but if, if I don't stop, amen, heading toward the wall, if I don't change my direction, my direction determines destination. And what's in front of me right now is this wall. And if I don't want to hit the wall, I've got to change direction. Amen, a long time it meant maybe not a long time, but certainly before uh, uh, Lot and his family ended up in Sodom, the Bible said he pitched his tent toward Sodom. Direction determined destination. He pitched his tent in that direction. And the next few verses we read about Lot. He's sitting in the gates of Sodom and his righteous soul is being vexed by the wickedness of those cities. Amen. If I could do it for you, I would. I believe you know that. I believe my passion and my desire is evident. If I could pray for you, even do your praying for you, I would do it. If I could come to an altar for you, I would do it. If I could repent for you, I would do it. If I could get baptized in Jesus' name for you, I would do it. If I could receive the Holy Ghost for you, I would do it. Amen, but I can't do that. But what I can do is tell you that if you don't change your direction, you're not going to enjoy your destination. I've not come to hang anybody over hell. But the Bible said, they that have not the Spirit of Christ are none of his. Nicodemus, Jesus said, you must be born again. Amen. Peter preached that through the name of Jesus, there's not salvation in any other. For there's none of the name under heaven given among men whereby we must, we must, we must, we must be saved. Salvation is not optional. 
Let's lift our hands and open our hearts right now. I feel Holy Ghost conviction trying to sweep into this sanctuary right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to encourage somebody. But if you don't respond to encouragement, maybe you'll respond to conviction. Amen. Something's on me today that says I'm willing to do anything that's necessary. Say what I got to say. Preach whatever I got to preach to help somebody understand. The only way for your tomorrow to be different than today is to do something today about your tomorrow. Tomorrow doesn't look good, very good for those that don't receive God's word. Those that just convince themselves that they're okay. Please hear me today. I'm not a know-it-all. I don't have all the answers. But I know what, know what this book says. And I know what I feel in the Holy Ghost. You need God. To get up at your business today. You need to have an ear to hear what the Spirit says. And if you hear the voice of the Spirit, the Holy Ghost is saying, I've got a better tomorrow for you. But it, I, I want it. But it takes more for God to want you to have a better tomorrow. For you to have a better tomorrow. You have got to have enough submission, enough desire, enough courage. The, the word that's on me right now is gumption. That's an old word. Even you got to have the gumption. You got to have the want to. You got to have the initiative. You got to want it to be different enough to do something different. Hallelujah. Well, that's not, that's not the kind of God I want to serve. I'm telling you, this is not the kind of God he's wanting to be. He wants to be a God of love and mercy and encouragement and peace. But he wants you to be saved enough to be a God of judgment, a God of conviction. And God said there's a day of coming when those that are not right with me, those that are not a part of my kingdom, he calls them the proud and those that do wickedly. You say, well, Brother Waldrop, amen, I'm not a proud man. Then why haven't you humbled yourself to the gospel? You say, I, I don't struggle with pride. Then why do you refuse to submit to the word of God? I know this is straight preaching, but I'm telling you, you don't have much time left for your tomorrow to be different than your today. And 
God said, if you don't change your identity, if you don't change your direction, if you don't change your destination, I'll leave you neither root nor branch. You'll have no neither present nor future. There won't be anything left to work with. Amen, but if you fear my name, I'll arise as the son of righteousness with healing. Hallelujah, what's the difference? Amen, and destruction and destiny. Amen, the difference of pride. Amen, and submission. The difference in wickedness and holiness. Those that fear my name, those that reverence my authority, those that recognize my power. You have a glorious future awaiting you. That day, that day. Isaiah said in chapter 10 and Verse 27 of his prophecy, it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. And if you're tired of being bound, get anointed. Let his presence move over you. Because God's power and the world's bondage don't jive. Amen. You, you can't have both. When you get into the presence and power of God, amen, you, you can't have His power and your addiction. You can't have the yoke and the anointing. Because because of the anointing, the yoke shall be destroyed. And God says that day, I've come to preach what a difference a day can make. Hallelujah. It may, may, maybe I sound repetitious to somebody. That's not really my concern. Maybe you've heard me say things like this. Amen. Many times already in this revival. All I know is it's on me right now. God wants your tomorrow to be different than your yesterday. God wants Monday to be different than Saturday. Saturday you were depressed. Saturday you were distracted. Saturday you were bound. Saturday you were confused. Saturday you were saddened. Saturday, you're lost and on your way to a devil's hell because you haven't obeyed the gospel. You haven't been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. But I've come by to tell you Monday, you can be on your way to heaven. As a matter of fact, before lunchtime today, Somebody clap your hands. 
I'm just telling you what I feel. God's got that kind of day for somebody today. There's that kind of day for the truth church. Come on, there's some saints of God. I'm ready. I'm ready for vision to become reality. Come on, let's start doing differently. I said, let's start doing differently. Let's live for God better. Let's pray better. Let's worship better. Let's give ourselves better. Our 18th Psalm is a psalm of salvation. It's not a psalm about every day. We, we quote, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I'll rejoice and be glad in it. I know that's, that's a good thing. Every day you got it. Every day's a gift, but this particular day that is being talked about is not just, okay, the sun come up. This is the day the Lord hath made. That's not the context of this song. Man, verse 21, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me, and art become. You art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refused is become the head of the corner. This is, are you, are you sensing and realizing a trend here? He said, I prayed and you heard me. Amen. In my past, there was petition. I will praise. Future tense. Why? Amen. Will I praise? Because you have heard. I'm just preaching, amen, the word to somebody. I will praise, for thou hast heard and art become my salvation. What turns my petition in the past to faith in the future is a visitation in the present. Amen, I prayed and you heard and you are become my salvation and I will pray. This is the Lord's doings. It is marvelous in our eyes. And then we read, this is the day that the Lord hath made. What is it? It's the day of salvation. What are you going to do with it? I will rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, what are you going to do with your salvation opportunity? Amen. This. 
This is the day of salvation. This is a day that makes a difference in petition and praise. I've got to do more than just acknowledge. I've got to do more than just hear it. I've got to do something. It's the day of salvation, but if I'm going to be saved, I've got to put forth some effort. God, even to the Laodicean church, let's be honest with ourselves today. If we'd have been God, we'd have wrote them off a long time ago. I don't have time for somebody that don't have time for me. I hate wasting time. I hate wasting effort. Let, let, let me just give you a little peek into a, an apostolic preacher's heart. There's, there, there's nothing more frustrating than wanting something for somebody more than they want it for themselves. Telling you, I want you your salvation so bad today, I can taste it. But it's not about my desire alone. I mean, there's something wrong with me if I don't want you to be saved. Please hear me. But there's something wrong with you if I want you to be saved more than you want to be saved yourself. Something wrong with the truth, church. If this evangelist wants this church to have revival, more than you want to have revival in your own church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. There, there's something wrong with the people of God. Amen. If amen, the promises of God come forth, amen, the people of God just say, well, that sounds good. And I guess when the Lord gets ready to do it, we'll be happy about it. And God said, if I wasn't already ready, I wouldn't have spoken to you about it. I never send my word if I'm not ready to perform what I say. I'm not a man that I should lie, nor the son of man that I should repent. Hallelujah, Ezekiel 39 and 8, behold, it is come, and it is done, saith the Lord God. This is the day whereof I have spoken. This is the day of salvation. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice. We will be glad in it. Amen. Isaiah said in that day, you're going to say, oh, Lord, I will, there it is again, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, your anger turned away, and you comforted me. Behold, God is. Behold, God is. Behold, what made the difference? God is my salvation. I'll trust and not be afraid. The Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Therefore with joy 
shall ye draw water. Here it is. Come and get it. You, you gotta, you gotta bring your own bucket. I said, you gotta bring your own bucket. Hallelujah. You got to draw water. God's God's not going to pull the well out of the ground. You got to come to the well. Jesus sat down at the well. He he knew where that lady lived. He knew her address. He could have knocked on her door that morning before she walked out. He could have had that discussion at her on, her on her doorstep. But there's a lesson to be learned here. Hey Amen. You got to have some skin in the game. You got you got to bring your water pot to the well. Hey Amen, sis. You're going to leave the well different than how you came. You came with a burden. You came with a load. You came with frustration. You came with religion. You came with tradition. You came with shame. You came with embarrassment. Amen. But I that speak unto thee am he. And she left her water pot and went running back to the city and said, Come see a man. The Messiah makes all the difference. There's more to life than a job and a retirement and a bank account and a vacation. There's more to life, amen, than a Sunday morning revival service at the Truth Church. Amen, there's something far more dynamic at work in this house this morning. This is the day of salvation. He said, it's going to come to pass in that day. What a difference a day can make. Just love the Lord again right now. Oh, I love your holy name. I worship. I praise. I glorify. I magnify, glorify your name. I worship your holy name. Would you stand and let's open our hearts right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's obey the Holy Ghost. I feel the drawing of the Holy Ghost in this place right now. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. In the precious name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. The devil's a liar. The devil's a lie. 
Hallelujah. You can be saved if you want to be. You can be delivered if you want to be. You can experience God if you want to. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, church, keep praying. Come on, keep speaking that name that's above every name. <laughs> Come on, we're opening the door of salvation. Uh, <laughs> you know what we're doing right now? We're getting a hold of some ceiling tiles. We're getting a hold of some thatch on the roof somewhere. Amen. You know what God's looking at? He's looking up and seeing the faith of the true church. And when he saw their faith, he said to the sick of the palsy, Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody, show God. I'm really serious about somebody else being saved. Yeah, ba ba la ba sa ta ba ka ta. Ha 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 ha. 